The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Tired of diesel buses? Want more cycle lanes or bus lanes? Which projects do you want Auckland Transport to work on first? They need your opinion. So head to haveyoursay.at.govt.nz forward slash RLTP to do just that. Consultation closes on 17 June. Get in quick. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Kia ora and welcome to First. My name's Jane Yee, and each week I'll be talking to a different guest about some of their firsts. We've got comedians, politicians, musicians, actors and more. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. This week I'm talking to actor Teao Ohenepehenga Rona. Okay, well we'll start with the first thing you wanted to be when you grew up. I wanted to be a politician, actually. My grandfather was um, into politics and worked on Helen Clark's team, and so I thought he was the coolest person in the world. So I wanted to be a politician. Then I realised being a politician meant, like, having to follow all these rules and stuff, and I was like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) What's the first rule you remember breaking? (laughs) So I don't remember this, but my family loved to remind me. I think I must have been about two or three, um, I got in trouble for speaking English at Kohanga, and apparently I turned around and I was like, Cole, he korero pakeaho, and sauntered off. My three-year-old self did not do me any favours, honestly. (laughs) What was your first favourite toy? It must have been Barbie dolls, because mum made me a Barbie doll cake at five, so I'm assuming Barbie dolls, but I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) And your first hobby? Dancing. First hobby was dancing. Mum was a break dancer growing up, so I kind of grew up with it. Are you still dancing now? Uh, yeah, I do salsa, I do samba. I work as a summer dancer when I have the time, um, but I generally go salsa dancing every other Friday at the social salsa um, parties. What was your first favourite TV show? I don't know. Oh, Proud Family. I bet you if you played the song, I would probably remember the lyrics. <laughs> I loved that show. It was a African-American animated family called The Proud Family. Um, and it was just the dynamics of them and going to school and just, it was fun, it was quirky, and it was really just an easy laugh. It must have been about 10 when it stopped showing. But it was a great show. <laughs> what was the first thing you bought with your own money? I think it might have been a phone. I broke or lost phone. I think I lost, like, broke or lost phone, about eight phones in one year. And so my parents eventually gave up. And I was working. And they were like, no, we're not buying you a phone again. You can buy your own. Do you remember what your first phone was? Uh, My very first phone was a Motorola brick. You know what? I've broken that. I've broken the Nokia brick. I can break any phone. It's a skill. (laughs) Um, Tell me about your first boyfriend. My first boyfriend is actually is the same person who I ended up discovering drama with 
going to university with and eventually became like a brother to me. Um, I met him, he showed up when we were at school when I was about 10, 11, had the biggest crush on him, was the most shy, awkward person in the world. Everyone knew that we liked each other and everyone kept trying to get us together, but I kept running away. <laughs> it was that awkward. I was just like, no, and I took off. Um, but he was my first boyfriend and I think he might have been my first love. I was about 12 when we actually got together. But yeah, he's like, one of my best friends and my brothers now. Oh, who was your first celebrity crush? Don't judge me for this. I feel like anyone my age can be okay will understand, but Troy Bolton in High School Musical. <laughs> uh, what was your first fashion decision? Being obsessed with neon colours to the point where I decided to like put a bright neon streak, hair streak clip in my hair and then evolved into dye my hair ridiculous colours. Tell me about your first pageant. <laughs> the one and only pageant and I've only. done. <laughs> um, so I was working in Sydney as a dancer and another dance company who worked at the same venue as I did was a fashion designer. Asked, approached me, asked me to model for a show and I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. I've never done that before. Um, and then found out later that he has this mission to put Polynesian women into pageants so that our native beauty is being represented on these international stages. So he asked me and I was like, no, 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 I don't do pageants, that's not my thing. Um, he then called me three weeks later and said, I didn't listen. Um, I submitted you for a pageant. They love you. Uh, they're willing to pay for everything. I will design all your dresses. I will source all your heels and your cocktail dresses. All you have to do is get on a plane. And I was like, huh, free trip to China. Okay. <laughs> My mother always taught me never say no to an opportunity. So I took the opportunity. <laughs> And it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I had the best time, met some beautiful people. And I always believed pageants were kind of shallow and naive because it pitted girls against each other and made them compete for who was most beautiful. And I don't think that that's where you should place your value on yourself as a person. Um, but then met, went there and met some of the most intelligent women I've ever met. One is a travelling professor in business, another one works for the UN, um, one girl has a master's in uh, pharmaceuticals and is in Portugal helping create the, the vaccine for COVID. These women are incredible, they just also happen to be beautiful. So it was kind of cool to have that idea kind of shut down in my head and see what it really was like. Tell me about your first award. First award, I honestly, I don't remember what the award was for. I think I was about six. It was a school certificate. I just remember seeing it, being really confused by what I saw on the certificate, going home and going, Mum, what does this say? And she's like, Bub, that's your name. I was like, but, but I just learned how to spell Tiao. How am I going to learn how to spell that? She's like, that's your full name, bub. <laughs> I was scared. Eventually I got it, but I think I was like 10 by the time I learned how to spell my full name. Tell me about your first time on set at Head High. Um, my first time on set or my f in, like, in the actual set or just first time being there? Oh, I don't know how it works. I'm no <laughs> actor. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Um, my first time... In studio for Head High was uh, for pre-production. We were meeting the writers, getting makeup and tested and wardrobe tested. 
I was so scared. I was terrified. I'd spent majority of my my study and dreams, um, well, pursue my dreams as an actor going, I never want to do TV because cameras terrify me and being in the spotlight is actually kind of scary. I like getting under the radar. Um, so I was shaking with fear and I met um, Tim Worrell, who's our director and one of the writers on the show, and I, he hugged me and he's like, oh, congratulations, I'm really excited to work with you. You were like, we really wanted you for the part. And I was like, thank you, I'm so scared. And he was like, it's okay, bub, so am I. And I was just like, oh, that makes me feel so better, so much better. <laughs> but it was beautiful and everyone was so warm and so welcoming. It was the best first experience for TV and film I could ever imagine. Uh, what's the first gossip or rumour that you've heard about yourself? Oh, the first gossip or rumour I heard about myself was the most strange experience. I was 12. Um, I was sick with um, food poisoning, I think, and hadn't been at school for like a week and a half. And I showed up, I was walking to school and I was walking down the road towards the school and all of my friends came running towards me and I was like, oh, they missed me. No, apparently somebody had started a rumour that I'd shaved my head and so they came running up to me and started tugging at my ear like, is this a wig? And I'm like, ow, no, what is going on? Um, and, but I remember being traumatised because all of my friends thought these horrible things about me. Tell me, uh, what is the first thing that you do when you get up in the morning? Drink coffee. I am a not a fun person if I don't get coffee in my system. In fact, I have a like pretty bad addiction to coffee, so coffee in the morning, 100%. What kind of coffee do you take? Uh, black. I'm lactose intolerant, so I had to get used to drinking black coffee. Now I can't have coffee without without it being black. Who is the first person you'd call with exciting news? My mum. That was a very quick <laughs> response. <laughs> without a doubt, my mother is my best friend and my biggest supporter, and she's been the one person who did not skip a beat. When I came home one day and I was like, I want to be an actor. And she's like, okay, bub, let's do it. And she's the one person who it's like, if I got something, if anything amazing happens, she's the first person I call. Doesn't matter what it is, be it good or bad news, it's always her. <laughs> As a mum, that warms my heart. <laughs> what was the first costume that you remember wearing? Um, I was obsessed with wearing princess dresses and, you know, those $2, like, heels that you could buy? That. That was basically my wardrobe till I was too big to wear the heels and even then I tried. <laughs> What's the first thing you learnt to cook? I used to make cookies with my mum when I was about four. I remember because I was too short to actually stand on the bench. Oh, to like reach the bench. So she had this little stool that she would have in front of her and she taught me how to make chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> what was your first favourite song? Spice Girls Wannabe. <laughs> Who was your Spice Girl? Baby Spice. I loved her. She was adorable. <laughs> what does your name mean? Uh, my first name? Uh, so Te Ao o Hinepehinga means woman of the new dawn. Um, and it was purely by accident that I was given a name. My grandmother wanted me to have the name Te Ao, which was my ancestor um, who was part of the revival of weaving in, um, way back in the day. Um, Hinepehinga was... Uh, a name my grandfather wanted me to have, who was one of his, uh, the grandmother of his favourite ancestor, Teotane, um, who was a giant and raised some of her grandchildren, who were some of the greatest warriors in our 
um, his ancestral history. Um, and neither of them could were winning the argument. So my mother was like, okay, screw it. We're just going to go to Te Ao or Henepehinga. And then when my mother told my his, her older sister and my uncle what my name was, they were like, oh, Bob, do you know what that means? She was like, no, what? Woman of the New Dawn. And it kind of was perfect because mum and my family all wanted me to kind of because I was the first grandchild, they wanted me to pave the way for all of my cousins and kind of follow a path that was different from the social narrative of Māori. Granted, I was born at a time where the Māori language was only introduced into the schooling system very recently, and my mother's generation was, some of the, was the first generation where going to university was quite normal. So she wanted me to do something different and be different and kind of be set example for what we can be as Māori. Um, and I just so happened to be an actor. So that manifested itself, I guess. <laughs> What's the first thing that happens when you bring a new boyfriend home? Um, yeah, so the running joke is I am a I am the grandchild of Ruapani and Kahunganu, who are two warrior, uh, two ancestors from Te Tairafiti and Te Ranganui Akiwa, um, who are basically the grandfathers of all the different ancestors that came and migrated to the East Cape and founded all the iwi. So I'm related to everyone, essentially. Um, and so my mum has this thing, and this is exactly why my boyfriend's French and not Māori, um, where if you date someone, you have to bring them home before anything happens. Um, and mum sits them down at the table and she's like, so where's your whanau from? What's your last name? What's your grandparents' last name? And nine times out of 10, mum will come out of the room and be like, bub, that's your cousin. And so it's the running joke of, I can't date a Māori because I'm probably related to them. So it's a really, really good thing I fell in love with a French man. <laughs> no chances there, I think. <laughs> You've been listening to First, brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network and Hexwork Productions. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you get new episodes as soon as they're released. And if you'd like to watch the video series of First, visit the Spin-Off TV on YouTube. Talo for lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-Off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.